and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. time. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you on this. I think it's still Tuesday. It's it is. St- okay, still Tuesday. I am. I don't know how I'm feeling today, Jamie. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling fine. Yeah, you you're seem- good. You know, I'm just. I don't know. Off. There's just something about today. Tuesday, SmackDown Live. I'm just not looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to any of it. No. Honestly, if we didn't have this, I'll be perfectly honest with you. If we didn't have this wrestling podcast, I wouldn't watch Smackdown. We didn't have wrestling site that I think I wouldn't watch. Nope, we'll I, watch I, I completely. I'm, I'm semi interested in what John Cena is going to do on the show. But That's other it. Than that, nothing. That's it. So let's recap the uh, Monday Night Raw. That is the follow up to the Elimination Chamber show. It opens up with the uh, a segment that has more logical flaws than an episode of your favorite TV show, because. Alexa Bliss and Mickey James are fine. They're friends again. Uh, I, I, I guess. Sasha Mickey Banks, James is a heel now. Sasha, Sasha Banks and Bailey are friends again. Well, they were at well, the start. Oh no no no! Hold the on. The start of the match. Kinda. Hold on, because for that to for for what occurred in the match to make sense, I have to believe that they are still friends. When I, it started, I guess. Yeah, you're right. So you know, you're right. They're friends again yeah, when this James, segment when started. When did Mickey James become a heel? Well, no, I don't know. And Nia Jax is now friends with Alexa Bliss again? Is she friends with Enzo Amore again? I don't... I'm not even going to answer that question. So this has more logical flaws than I know what to do with. This segment was all over the place. So then they... It was so illogical, I thought it was SmackDown. So then they walk to the back, and then we come back, and we have the match anyway. So it's Sasha, Bailey, and Oscar versus Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Nia Jax. And the big thing to tell everybody here is... As Sasha Banks goes to tag Bailey, Bailey jumps off the ropes, says, "Nope, I'm not giving you a tag." And Oscar, Bailey, and Sasha Banks end up picking up the victory. But Bailey is there, kind of looking on at ringside, looking. Well, oh, ba- at and Banks. Bailey comes back and helps Oscar. Yes, but, but not Sasha. No, doesn't help Sasha. Coach is like, Bailey was a professional tonight, and all this other garbage. Yes, so it's very weird. Uh, and then now Michael Cole says, "Look, you know John Cena. By the way, by the way, by the way, by the way." They're doing this new thing, and I don't know if everyone has caught up on it, but this is this is clearly a branding thing. When they open the show and they do that three commentator shot, yes. Do you notice how Cole introduces them? Yeah, the uh, the Cole Corey and, and Coach. Yeah, yeah. the C's. Yeah, the three C's. Yeah, that's, he, did, he did it at the pay per view. Yep, too. and then he did it last night on Raw. So that's clearly a branding thing that they want, as if to think everyone is going to love the fact that all the commentators have the same first whatever stupid same kind of. So John Cena comes out. Well, at first, they show the Raw Talk promo, and they edit out the part where John Cena says, outside proper etiquette. By the way, time out. Okay. They did, whoever did their editing this week, uh, uh, race. brilliant. Give them a race. Because the, the the edit job they had to do on Kurt Angle's promo yeah, they, yeah, and Ronda Rousey's promo yes, for that fantastic. patch that they do later in the show, 
Phenomenal. Makes you think like nothing went wrong. No. By the way, you noticed in the promo that Ronda Rousey has said zero words. They, they cut out the entire opening promo. We'll get to Ronda because she won me over last night. I will save my, I will save my thoughts for that. She won me, she won me over we'll, last night. We'll talk. Night. She learned how to cut a promo all of a sudden. They gave the people the Ronda Rousey people wanted yes. to pay for. I know. It's and not it's, the, the second she walked down, the look on her face, yep. I said, there, they there got it. There it is. Okay, we'll get they to it. They saved it. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So John comes out and says, look, I failed, okay? I have failed at the Royal Rumble. I failed at the Elimination Chamber. I don't have a road to WrestleMania 34. And my only thought was, well, John, just hire some 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 construction workers and we'll just pave you a road. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it there for you. By the way, you bring this up when it comes to WrestleMania more than anybody I know, and because of you, I now think about it. Seth Rollins later on in the show just says, I'm fighting the Miz at WrestleMania, and, and Seth's on WrestleMania. Yes. So why can't John do that with somebody? Correct. So. Apparently he, he's unable to. Okay, so he goes, you know, look, we're you're not going to see another WWE superstar come out and admit that they failed, and I'm but I'm fired up. I'm back. I'm fired up. And I figured out that I need to do something I should have done a long time ago. And I at first thought he said hey, he's going to turn heel or something. But then he said, that is an issue, a WrestleMania challenge to The Undertaker. Anaheim goes nuts. Place is going all over the place. Scene is all excited. And then he just kind of deadpans the camera and says, that match is not happening. And he I, says... I've been told that match is impossible. He says it's impossible. That I don't, way, that's the match that's happening. That I don't make the matches, but that, that's impossible. The fans boo. And Cena says, look, I can stay down or I can get back up and fight. And he goes, my road to WrestleMania goes through SmackDown. And I'm going to be on SmackDown tomorrow as a free agent. And I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm not going to beg, but I'm going to earn my opportunity to earn a spot at WrestleMania. Pause. Let's talk about this. Okay. okay. So, I, again, I'm sorry. I'm going to apply logic to this. So this is going to go off the rails. To me, you make that statement, it means one thing. Mm-hmm. You're going after the WWE Championship. That is how I am interpreting it. Because yes. anything else you do on SmackDown, you could also do on Raw. But you remember, can go after the IC title as easy as you can go after the US title. Remember, John Cena is a free agent. No, 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 he is. But but I'm saying, but he's saying I have to specifically go to SmackDown because my path to WrestleMania on Raw isn't going to happen. Which which leads to me WWE Championship. Yes, I yes. I you can challenge for the IC title. You yes. can challenge for the tag titles. Yep. You can you can face off against somebody. Yep. So you you have to be going after the one right. thing that you cannot go after, Bec- and that is a world title because the, that match is done. Right, and that's the thing that you need to you need to keep in mind here is the reason why he says he now has to go to SmackDown. To me, screams I want to fight for the championship. Right, it's the only thing it could mean because any other title he can get on Raw. So because he has to go to SmackDown, he wants the WWE Championship, and I think it's clear what he's going to do. Tonight. Or he wants to go to SmackDown because he wants to fight Daniel Bryan. No, it's it's no. I think this is clear as day what he's doing tonight on this show. He's challenging Nakamura for a spot at WrestleMania, and we're getting Nakamura Cena at Fastlane because one, they need to sell tickets for Fastlane, and two, they need Shinsuke. They need to give well, Shinsuke Nakamura something to do. What? Okay. Then what's in it for Shinsuke? There's nothing in it for Shinsuke. But what, but, but what but can they give us? SmackDown is the land of illogical booking, so it doesn't matter. They're just going to give it to us and expect us to be happy that we're getting John Cena against Shinsuke Nakamura. And don't tell me I'm wrong, because you know that's exactly what they're going to do. Tonight. What they're going to do, but I need to know what the end. Like, why? Why would Shinsuke give up his opportunity? Shinsuke has no obligation to, to give up his opportunity. Either Cena has to attack him. And beat up Shinsuke. Well, that's and be heel, a heel, and that's not happening. Which I don't believe is going to happen. It would be against WWE etiquette. But it would uh, be against proper etiquette. Yes. And basically, force Shinsuke into a spot where he has so much pride. As again, you talk about like the the, the pride before the fall of oh, I'll put my title on the line just to get an opportunity, or my title shot on the line to get an opportunity at you. 
Otherwise, or you have to give, okay, if Shinsuke wins this match, he gets X. He gets the, the name of stipulation for the main event of WrestleMania. Stipulation. Man, I can't believe he's going to win and then name a 60-minute Iron Man match. What? Wow. Can't believe so it. You, you have to give him. And by the way, is, is Taker interfering in that match, by the way, at Vaseline? No. Okay. I just want to know. The gong doesn't go off. No, Cena, no this, this is the way the story goes. He shows up. He's going to be so excited because he's going to get his opportunity at Nakamura. Then he loses at Fastlane. And then he comes out on Raw the next night and says, look, I've, I've exhausted all of my options. And then, and then the gong. Okay. So the fine. night after Fastlane. By the way, I'm fine with that. That's good. Here. That's a good story if there weren't all these logical flaws along the way. Correct. But it's a the good main the point is, is, I think, very good. But again, the problem is going to be what is in it for Shinsuke? Because like, Shinsuke is a baby face. He's not a heel. What is in it for Shinsuke? Oh, you know what? We'll just get Shane McMahon will take care of this. Shane McMahon will make the match, and then Daniel Bryan can like call him out for it later on. There you go. Which would make sense if they were feuding with Shinsuke. They're not. They're feuding with Owens and okay, Zayn. They're not feuding with AJ Styles, and they've given him 150 opponents for Fastlane. But the Shinsuke's not in that storyline. AJ Styles has been is. in that Hold on. Shinsuke is he's in that storyline because he's challenging the winner of that and match. He's not. That storyline involves around AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Shane McMahon, and Daniel Bryan. And AJ Styles. Did you say AJ, I Styles? AJ Styles? Okay, I just want to make sure. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if Now, I... You're going to talk at yourself out of your what own if they had, No, what if this is a six-man in Fastlane? What if that's what it is? So you add John Cena? Yeah. So that goes back to my original question of what in the world does Shinsuke Nakamura do at Fastlane? Well, I don't know, but I don't think they care. I, honestly, no. You don't believe that? I think he's added it the six way. No, it, they just keep adding people. It's Cena Nakamura, and we're not. And you are going to come in here tomorrow, and you're going to be upset because they're not going to have a reason for it. It's just going to happen. And I will, yeah, uh, probably. And I will echo your sentiment. So that's what they, I'm just here to tell you that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. We, well, we have to get back to the raw recap. We talk about Bray Wyatt taking on Heath Slater. What are you doing over there, Jamie? You're going to crack open a Steve Weiser over there? I got to mute your mic? Good, I muted your mic. It, came, it still came through anyway. Your mic's back. All right, on. I was trying to be nice. Drink your people. grape soda or whatever it, it you is have. Not, it is orange. Get, get, check your fruit privilege. Okay. This is what orange. Are you, what are you going to drink? Apple soda tomorrow? No, no. By the way, apple soda would be pretty good, I think. Like carbonated I, apple juice? Yeah. Do they have apple soda? In apple cider and apple juice. Well, apple cider is a totally different thing, and that is also very good. It's a very good beverage. No, no, no apple soda. It's interesting to see where they drew the line on fruit sodas. Well, you have lemon lime soda. You have lemon lime you soda. Have cherry soda. Cherry. Orange. Orange. Grape. Grape. No banana soda. No banana soda. No cranberry soda. You have juice. Cranberry juice. juice. Like no blueberry juice. soda. True. No, uh, there's some strawberry sodas out there. It's, yeah, it's, it's rare. Yeah, like strawberry 7-Up, I believe. Yeah, it's is, is rare. It's rare. I'm sure there's some strawberry Dr. Pepper that you're a fan of because you drink all the weird flavor sodas. By the way, again, once again, the off-brand version of the orange soda that you're drinking. Correct. You're not even drinking, like, orange Fanta. I, I, I got the more armor. I got the Diet A&W root beer in the fridge. It's not cold yet. Whatever. All right, okay. This is what people thank, are listening thank you for. for. Derailing, soda thank you for derailing us. Our soda breakdown. Bray Wyatt against Heath Slater. I want your I want your expertise opinion on this match. Um, what, how many stars would you give it? Well, it wasn't a match because there was no referee. The referee didn't ring the bell, as they told us six times. Um, I know. They love, they love doing that. Uh, it's really unfortunate that, that Matt Hardy led them to slaughter. Wow. Is that what that is now when you win and you just like hit somebody with Sister Abigail? Like led them to slaughter? I guess like, so. That, that happens every show. The Great War is far from over, Jamie. Uh, I wish it was over. You wish the Great War was over? Yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah, Brother Nero is going to come back. I'm done with this. I, they, I'm, they're done. They killed this. What if they go to the Hardy compound? No, no, no. They, had, no, they have not killed Broken Matt Hardy. They've killed they have killed feud. the Hardy-Wyatt feud. Okay, fair He's enough. He's dead. The Miz comes out. 
with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel talks about his road to WrestleMania and you know disappointing and can't believe that it would pass through a subpar town like Anaheim. Miz says Kurt Angle takes advantage of the superstars, talks about being the greatest intercontinental champion of all time in just 60 days, and then he says that he should be going to WrestleMania to main event against Brock Lesnar, but Angle had to forced him to start the chamber, which is a very weird way of spinning what occurred, but he's a heel, so he's allowed to do that. Miz says he's th- sick of being taken for but granted. See, but, see, but see, that's where you need commentary. I know you're doing the promo, but right in the very beginning, you need somebody like Cole in the background. Miz actually will agree to this match. Yeah. Like, that's all you need. You need to remind yourself that he's a heel, but he's lying to you. Uh, doesn't care about what happens to the other chamber participants because he knows his dream will, dream will live on at WrestleMania because he has the IC title. And he approached Angle and asked about his WrestleMania opponent. Angle said that tonight's opponent might determine who, who the Miz faces at WrestleMania. And he goes off. I want to ask you about this segment, too. Okay. Because what do you hate more than anything else? Oh, champions being pinned. So what do you, champions being pinned to set up future opponents. Yes. How do you feel about it happening twice? It's awful. You don't make The Miz look good. Especially when you're going to have Seth just challenge him immediately By the way, after. I don't think Finn looked that great afterward no, Finn either. Finn didn't look that because great. Because Seth Rollins' promo was the best of, yeah, yes. I already beat him up. Right, yeah, I don't know why you put Finn in that spot. I already beat him up. Now, now a heel in that spot makes perfect well, hold on. sense. Braun in that spot makes some sense. Braun can do no wrong right now. Right, so that's why you can put him in that spot and it would work. Or even having healed there, because they could say, like, I beat him up too. Yeah, I beat, but I already beat him up first. Who cares? I beat him too. One and one. We both beat him. Same thing. Like, it's weird for Finn. It's a weird spot for Finn, I'm just saying. So Seth Rollins beats The Miz on the furthest frog splash I have ever seen somebody do ever. And, 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 RVD has done, done one that, that distance before, but boy, that's... He went a long way on that frog splash. They just, Seth you know, is... Monday Night Seth, Rollins. Seth is really like, I'm going to show you why I should run. It's, did, it's his run right now. It's did awesome. you notice how they made this whole hour basically The Miz hour? Yes. I'm here to tell you that the, uh, the the ratings are in. It didn't work as well as they did last week with the gauntlet match. 3.4 million people tuned in for hour one. 3.24 for hour number two. 2.88 for hour number three. So Ronda right. Rousey, not enough to keep people around. Be- also, I- when your show's three freaking hours long, this show is very good. It had a lot of good things in it, a lot of things I like. And you know what? Spoiler alert for everyone who's going to be listening in about... Five or ten minutes or so, I'm going to praise the heck out of Roman Reigns. So you can just get ready for that, okay? This show had a lot to like. The problem, when it's three hours long, there's so many things that I don't like about it. It's just, it's tough to sit down and watch it for three hours. It's a, it feels like I a left, chore. I left to go get dinner during the Bray Wyatt, Heath Slater stuff. I went back and rewatched it, but I went and got dinner because I knew... Roman's going to be at the top of an hour, and Ron is going to close the show or be at the top of the hour. So I'm going to be at this point where if I go now to get food, I'll be fine. And I was, because I didn't miss anything. I mean, I missed Heath Slater. Three hours is a very long time. So, the, so uh, both Finn Balor and the Miz uh, and Seth Rollins beat the Miz. Lovely. Can't believe we just love pitting our champions. That's that's great. That's that's fantastic. We're getting a fatal four-way at WrestleMania. Yeah. Strowman, Miz, Seth, Finn. With I Strowman so, yes. pinning Miz to win the title. I'm not convinced of that yet. Oh boy, I'm just I'm just afraid. Oh, the problem boy. is, is how do you get the belt off of Strowman? That's my that's my concern. That's why, like, I'm. I, I how do you get the they... belt off of Strowman? Correct. You don't want to put the belt on him until you know how you're gonna get the belt off of him. I'm just saying. Yeah, but this company doesn't think that way. You I'm and I think saying... that way. Now again, you can get it off him in a multi-man match where he's not pinned, but whatever. But it just, 
I don't think it's bad for him to get that. I'm just saying I get concerned with a guy like Braun is he can't lose the title like everybody else loses their title. All right, let's get to it. JoJo introduces the new number one contender, Roman Reigns, and he comes out. And all throughout the night, all throughout last night, or all through two nights ago, they talked about how Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns were going to go face-to-face tonight. Or last night on Monday Night Raw. And that didn't happen. It did not. Jamie Roman comes out, looks around, and says, Look, I'm a man of my word. I said I was going to win the Elimination Chamber, and I did. I'm telling the truth when I say I'm going to go to WrestleMania and beat Brock Lesnar. But you want to know the real truth? The truth is a funny word. Because, you know what? And then he pauses and he looks around and he goes, you know what, I'm, gonna co- I'm not going to cover for this guy. And he says, do you want to know the truth? Lesnar's not here tonight. He says, the guys in the back aren't going to like that I'm talking about this. But up until about 30 minutes ago, he thought Lesnar was appearing, but something happened and he wasn't there. Calls Lesnar an entitled piece of crap who hides behind his contract. We're six weeks away from WrestleMania and the Universal Champion isn't here. Reigns is like, we were in Vegas last night. Brock was in Vegas. But he wasn't at the Elimination Chamber. Do you know where he was? He was out taking pictures with Dana White in the UFC. And he goes on and on about how they don't bust their asses the way he does. And that Brock just shows up when the money is right. And and he goes on and on and on. And he cuts this fantastic promo, leaves it with a great line, flips the microphone, and leaves. And I went, that's the Roman Reigns I want to see. And then my, my second thought was, they're three years too late. Yes. They are um, three years that, too late on making that work. I hope this doesn't come across as hyperbolic. That was the best promo I've ever seen Roman Reigns cut. I From start I to second, finish. Yes. Not having a high moment, not, nope. not, not calling somebody the B word, because that, which, by the way, is like their go-to now. Well, it's Whatever. WrestleMania season. You're allowed to curse a little bit more. So This was, from start to finish, the best promo I've seen Roman Reigns cut because it felt authentic. I didn't feel like Roman Reigns was reciting a script that, that some Jamoke handed him backstage and that two was, hours And by the, the way, it, that was all scripted, just in case of everyone wants I just want to let everybody know no, that it was all scripted. Was. But again, it's taking bullet points and taking what's scripted for you and turning it into your own words. And that's what Roman Reigns has not been able to do. You need to re- recite it, and not just Roman Reigns, but other people have, have struggled to do. You need to take what they give you and turn it into a promo that sat, that's in your voice. Yes, and that is what this was. This was the best delivery of a promo that Roman Reigns has ever cut, and he deserves a lot of credit for it. So, let's also talk about some of the news we learned after the show. Brock Lesnar was supposed to be on this show. Yes. They, up until a late in, late in the day, decided that they were going to have Brock Lesnar on this show. They then changed their mind. Something changed, whether it was something with Brock or whether they decided to capitalize on this momentum of people, you know being upset about the UFC picture and they and they trying to turn it into something. But apparently now that this angle is reportedly designed to look like a shoot. They are booking this now in a way to yes. make it look like a shoot to get Roman over as a babyface. And again, I, I quote tweeted the, the story that KHI Teach put together kind of uh, aggregating all of this. And I said, that's great if it was three years ago. You now, you had a, you, you had a chance. You had a chance with this. You had a chance to make this work with Roman as a babyface to do this exact story three years ago in the lead-up to WrestleMania 31. You chose not to do it. You chose to do it your way, and you chose to to do it the way of him winning the Rumble and and then him beating Brian and all the stuff that you did. All of it. Yes. It didn't work. No. So now it failed you're gonna, miserably. So now you're going to try to change the main event of your biggest pay-per-view of the year because it failed so miserably. Did, uh, by the way, change the biggest main event of your pay-per-view like 48 hours before the pay-per-view. Yes. Because that decision was not made until that week. Correct. So now you're going to try to do it the right way. You're going to try to get Roman over as a babyface. You're going to do it the right way. And you know what? I found myself cheering for Roman Reigns last night. The problem, Meltzer talked about this on his on his, uh, ra- his podcast, a radio show that he does afterwards. Yeah. Roman was still booed in the, ha- in the, in the dark match. 
There were boos. I mean, you heard him when he came out. Oh, yeah. You heard it even during the promo. There were boos. We're past the point of no return here. The problem is, and we've talked, and I've talked with this with you about this off air before. The problem now is, people are trained, and I'm using that word very specifically, to boo Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. It is now a Pavlovian response wow, that wrestling that's a big fans word. have. That's a big. And it word. happened with John Cena, and the problem is, if you don't kill that. Before it gets to that point, you can never, never. I should say never. You're almost never going to. There's. I I used to joke with you whenever I hear Roman Reigns' entrance theme that I automatically play the booze in my head. As do I. Just like the you suck chance for when I hear Kurt Angle's theme Mm -hmm. because it just happens. I hear "Dana Boo" is that's what I hear in my head because that's what I've seen on TV. It's what I've seen in every live show. Very good. uh, Very good rendition of Roman Reigns' theme song. (laughs) But like it's it's now a Pavlovian response. I Mm -hmm. hear it. And I boo. And right. it happened even when the Shield was together in that mm-hmm. last little run because it's a Pavlovian response. You hear that drop and you boo. You hear that the same way you hear the John Cena open and you boo and then you go into the John Cena song. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Are you getting paid for every time you say Pavlovian? No. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because you but said it about 15 times. I, just, I didn't know if no. you were getting a sponsorship deal or something. From, or, from, from who? Uh, who would be sponsoring that? At the, the dictionary.com or something okay. like that. There's their word of the dictionary. day or something. Dictionary.com. But, I, but, but the thing is, you have to get, because people are now trained to boo Roman Reigns. And it's going to be a hundred times more difficult to get him over as a babyface because of it. This was a great angle last night. This was excellent. And Roman Reigns was excellent. I, Roman Reigns has really, really improved in these last three years. But if you look from that WrestleMania to this WrestleMania, he has showed market improvement in every facet of his... Except cutting promos. Yes, except this. But this was a good start. Two problems. One, like I said, I think it's too little too late. And two, clearly the elephant in the room is, can they continue to follow up on this? Just because they had one good week where they had a great idea. Correct. Last one good minute, promo doesn't, doesn't an angle make. I get it. Right. So he needs to continue this. And, and uh, we mention him all the time on this podcast, friend of the show, Blaine. Him and I were going back and forth. And he goes, oh, he goes, I was cheering for Roman. He goes, they got me. They're getting me to cheer Roman. And I said, look, I, they got people to cheer Roman for three weeks. Look, a few years back, if you I'm, remember. I'm encouraged. Right, the the beating beating Sheamus with Vince McMahon angle, yes. the beating Triple H yes. up after TLC, that was great. I watched him get a standing ovation in Philadelphia once. Yeah, guess what? What, what was the follow up to that? He was booed even more so after the next year and a half. Yeah. So I said, I'm encouraged by Roman Reigns. That was the best promo I thought he cut ever. So I agree with you in that regard. But they got to show me that this isn't just a one week sample size because I've seen this story before with them with Roman. Yes, they've tried this before. Remember, hold on, time out. I don't mean to cut you off. No, but no, let's go back. Oh. Let's go back to two years ago when he fought Triple H. Mm-hmm. Remember what they did? They had Triple H get color on Roman. They yes. never do that. Yes, and they had Roman go off TV for a little while. That was great, despite the fact that Triple H was getting cheered. But that was a great way to try to get to try to get Roman Roman you know over with the crowd. Yes, what happened? He got booed at WrestleMania the anyway. The problem is, is Roman Reigns is not a sympathetic character. No, and that's and that's the problem. Because you look at Roman Reigns and you go, that dude's tall, muscular, on steroids, looks good. Oh, sorry, sorry. Make those accusations. You're a journalist. Sorry, sorry. Looks, looks good. At least pretend to be. Uh, I'm like I'm like a, the Jonathan Coachman. You've of got this. the piece of paper that says I do have a degree. So clearly, I was I was making a joke there. Uh, no, but like you look at him and you go. Look, there are two different types of people, uh, way people react to athletes, celebrities, superstars, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. There's the, if they want to like them. So basically the baby face element. You either want to be friends with them or you want to be them. 
If you want to be friends with them, that is the kind that gets cheers. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. By the way, what, CM what, I'm sorry, what was Johnny's last name? Gargano. Gargano. You, like, botched Gargano? that. You're not gonna be you, on like, the next... talked right over me. You're going to be in the next episode of Botchamania. Uh, I wish. Then there's the wa- want to be them. And that's a fine line to walk because what ends up happening is people want to be them so they become jealous of them. And you sometimes – then you start to get polarizing character. John Cena, Roman Reigns. I'll bring an outside example. LeBron James. Mm-hmm. There's an issue people have with relating to LeBron James, relating to Roman Reigns. I they can't relate. relate to John Cena. I they can't. Rela- correct. But there's relating to Gargano, to Daniel Bryan, to Steph Curry. There, 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 there are elements of how you build people's characters and personas, whether in, in a real-life sport or in an entertainment sport like WWE. Sports entertainment. Nice. I like Suchi the best. Good. <laughs> So, like, it, it, it's very interesting. And, and it's not all size-related. Size certainly plays a factor. CM Punk wasn't the smallest guy in the world. No, CM Punk was, was probably taller than most average, was above average in terms of height and weight mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But it, it, you have to create that, do you want to be friends with them or do you want to be them? And then friends with them is almost always the scratch and claw baby face. Here's another example. AJ Styles ain't the biggest guy in the world. No. But you know what probably the best example of somebody that is more than above average that had that was Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. People, yes, people wanted to be him in the sense of they wanted to do, here's the difference, people didn't want to be Austin, they wanted to be friends with Austin and do the things Austin did. It's funny you bring up Mr. Stone Cold Steve Austin because Mr. Dave Meltzer saying that what WWE is trying to accomplish with the Stephanie McMahon, Ronda Rousey stuff is they want Stephanie to be the Vince to Ronda's Stone Cold. It's painfully obvious. That's the case. By the way, I thought that last night before I saw Meltzer's report. And by the way, it might work. It might work. I'm it not ready to say will, it will no, work. No, no, it, it will might work, work to an extent. It's not going to work to the extent that it works for Austin McMahon because, by the way, spoiler, nothing will ever do that again in pro wrestling. No, they can get close, though. But this is interesting to me. And do you want to just run right into the Rousey stuff? No, I want to talk about the two out of three falls match for the Raw Tag Team titles. That where was apparently, so apparently Titus Worldwide just got another title match for whatever reason. They, they need another tag team on that, that show. Call up the, what are the authors of Pain doing? I don't know. Besides being a part of the, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They need some well, tell me what show. Uh, no, we need, to, we need to talk about Elias for a second. Okay. Okay? Because we did not talk about this yesterday. You have been very critical of my opinion of Elias. That's Is fair. That fair? That's a fair statement. You think he's a, f- a potential future main eventer? Yes, I do think as, as a transitional champion, yes. I've been very clear with my caveats on this. Jesse Bork thinks the same thing. I was watching the pay-per-view with him on Sunday, and he turned to me and he goes, do you want to know why they're, they're, they're doing this with Elias? He's their guy. He's not an AJ Styles. He's not a Kevin Owens. He's not a Nakamura. He's not this internet darling, to use the CM Punk term. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He, he's, he's, he's a product of them. Born and bred from their system. I mean, he did, very, he did some indie stuff before, but everybody does So clearly stuff the before. reason why they're pushing him so much is he's a guy that they kind of created. They created the character of Elias, right? Yes. Okay. So do you want to know where I have a problem with that? There's somebody that is a product of their environment that they should be pushing that they're not. Who? It's Rusev. Correct. Rusev is a better main eventer and is, is better for this idea of our guy than Elias's. Correct. But again, I, I don't think you should... You, you both can be true. 
Like to, to say that like Elias can't do this because Rusev would be better. I, I'm, make sense. I'm not equating that, but I just wanted to, I wanted to talk about that conversation of they I, I think they want to push their guy, I but they have a guy there that they could push. They're not doing anything. With. I think that's an oversimplification by Jesse of what they're doing. I don't think they're pushing Elias because well he's our guy, so we're gonna push somebody. I I, just, I don't get that sense. They have enough of the other guy. They have enough guys that they could do that. Because if they are doing that, I think it's a mistake to not do it with Rusev. And, and by the way, this Eli Elias character of playing the guitar and playing musically is not their gimmick. He did that coming into the performance center. So Fair I mean, no. They have molded and changed the character. And I still lot. have my issues about his character translating to in the ring. Well, yeah, he's clearly not a. He's not one of the 25 best wrestlers on the roster. It's very clear he's not. No, but 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 you don't always have to be. The Rock, and I know this. I know how this is going to sound. The Rock wasn't that great of a wrestler. As well, a wrestler, by the way, almost nobody from that no, time and period not, and was Austin at really the main wasn't event. That great of a wrestler. He either. was until he got hurt. Then when he brought then, but the Austin peak Austin, he wasn't a was good wrestler. Not, no, he was a brawler, and he says he admits that. Right. So you don't have to be the greatest wrestler. You don't have to be AJ Styles. You don't have to be Tetsuya Naito or, or Nakamura. Now or it's a different time. People accepted in the late nineties and early two thousands. People accepted. Run to the ring, punch each other around for five, six minutes, hit your finish, and then get out of there. People don't accept that anymore. No, they don't. People want... Uh, as people... Here's, By here's the way, my, it's here, happening again. I just want to yeah, the ping pong game. The ping pong here's my philosophy. As the business has become more and more exposed, as we have become more and more exposed to backstage politics all this other stuff, more and more fans are caring. And also, by the way, as we've had less and less compelling characters on television... I would say that's a fair assessment since the Attitude Era. I agree. People have become more obsessed with in-ring performance. It's this idea that you're the best. They have become more obsessed not. with, Sorry. I can't enjoy it the same way I used to because the characters don't compel me as much. Or I know it's a work. Or not only do I know it's a work, I know everything about it. Mm-hmm. So now and the internet and the internet and the age that we live in where I can watch wrestling from Japan and watch Correct. wrestling from all over the place has helped that. And now people say, well, my sense of enjoyment is now more athletically based than it's ever been. And I think that's why people demand that. But back oh, to this tangent. Oh, no, hold on. Can I, can I follow yes. up on that? Piggyback on that. Who, what's one of the biggest characters over the last three years? Last three years? Oh, last, uh, two and a half. I'll, I'll say. In WWE? No, just in general. In wrestling. Omega? No, I think, it, I think it's Broken Matt Hardy. Okay, yeah. It's a pure character. Pure character. Yes. Okay. Matt at this age is not a good wrestler. But Matt was never a great wrestler. No, 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 no. But but now it's it's no. But like what I'm saying, he built the character as not a good wrestler. He sustained the character as a, a I should say not a good. He was a very good tag team wrestler as a singles. He was very limited in what he can do compared to again watching Matt Hardy match versus a Finn Balor match and AJ Styles match. And right. An Eddie Guerrero match, Jericho match. I mean, like it's there's yes. there's a difference. Even but, a Jeff Hardy. Match. But in this in today's world of wrestling, what was one of the hottest things when he was on the independent circuit? It's the Broken Hardy gimmick. And it but, wasn't because of the wrestling. But so it's because it can, it's compelling. But it can we we can live in a society where we want great wrestling, but a character can be good enough to, to be enough to get us to watch. Yes, but you have to have one of those elements. And you, right you, now, there are certain aspects of WWE that doesn't have. Correct, and also you still have to have some level of character. Like let's be honest, if you took. I can't use that example anymore because of other interests. You took somebody that had a very strong personality. Oh, I know exactly where you were going. I was yeah. going with Enzo Amore. Yes. But, okay, so let's, let's, all right, for this exercise, I'm going to go with Enzo Amore. Please. Do not read into this as Jamie endorsing Enzo Amore because he doesn't. I will speak for him Thank on this you. matter. 
If you put Neville's wrestling ability in yes. Enzo Amore, he would be the top of the card. Yes, he would. But neither one of those two individuals were at the top of the card because they were missing that element. And neither one of them are currently with the company. Correct. Now, for different reasons. But like, I'm yeah, talking about yeah. pre... Like, for Enzo Amore, obviously, he's not with the company now for very good reasons. But yes. even before then, he was not nowhere near the top of the card. No. So, I mean, that, so you need to have multiple elements of it. But you can get, have a gimmick so over that it puts you over the top even if, even if you can't work. And that was Hardy. Yes. So I think it's possible. You're just gonna you're gonna you're gonna gloss right over. You wanna go right there on a resume. You're gonna gloss over the fact that they announced Oscar Nijax 2 next week? You're gonna gloss right over that. I will not let you Waste gloss right over that. Of time. They're doing it again. They're doing it again. Why are you waving at me? We're doing a podcast. Why are you waving at me? Leave. Get out. Look at his face. Look at his face. I completely confused him. He's very upset now. We're live, pal. We're live. We're doing a radio show. We're doing a podcast. We're live, pal. Why are you screaming? I have to edit that out later. Is he going to open the door? I, I think he is. No, he's not. He's just going to leave. Why do people insist on interrupting us while we're in here? I don't know. It's it, uncanny it, how it's unbelievable. we did a hockey we do, podcast we do it earlier today. different times of day, too. It's not like, okay, it's, I mean, it's the same time people would come back from lunch. We, we're doing it late Hold today. on. We did a hockey podcast earlier today. A six-hour hockey podcast. It's at least I six hours long. Podcasts. Usually it's called Natural Hat Trick. You can see it on I'm the right, producer of that show. Uh, we call him Leftovers. Leftovers. Or, or, Hashtag free leftovers. Magic Man. Magic Man, as Craig Morgan likes to call me. But we're in here for over an hour. Listen so I can feed my family. By the way, me. Over, just, an, me. over an hour we're in here. I like, I like, like expensive. How expensive many interruptions food. do we get? None. Zero. This show? Oh, constantly. It, you know what it is? They don't, they, don't respect us. They, they respect Luke, Luke and Craig. Craig. They, they don't, don't respect, respect us. us. That's what it is. Yeah. So what we do, we have to We're work. not on the, the signature at the start of the show. It's uncanny, and I and I love everybody we work with, and so it's a joke to all of us. No, but, but it's, it's uncanny how the moment we step in here to do the wrestling show, something happens outside these it's walls. It's hilarious every time. All right, let's talk about it. Okay, Triple H. I you clapped. I wanted to clap too. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon come out. I felt like empowered to clap. They come out and they're they're demanding an apology. Yes, they yeah. want an apology from Kurt Angle. Well, Kurt's a liar, apparently. And from Ronda Rousey. We'll get to that. I have. By the way, Triple H threw the worst worked punch I have ever seen somebody throw. Look at one of my worked punches where like you kind of like pull your elbow in right as you punch. As a weird, as a weird It was very punch. strange. So Stephanie says, it was supposed to be one of the biggest night of our careers as we were signing Ronda Rousey to a WWE contract. Also, you know how like Triple H tells Kurt Angle what to do? And like I tell you what to do? Can I punch you? Just no. when I feel like it, when I'm mad at you? Uh, are we booking a match for Mania? I just know like if I did that to you, you'd probably like sue me and sue the company. By the way, there was somebody who tweeted... Or one of the Jericho crews. Who was working the, the slam? Franklin Steel. Steel. 99% okay. of the time when you're going to see live tweets during Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-views, you're welcome. I helped you get Franklin the plug in Steel. So I want to go to the Twitter account last night because you said boss and it made me think of something. He tweeted something last night that I was going to make a joke with you, but the context is kind of not really there, so I'm going to get it now. Oh, he tweeted, and you thought your boss was a jerk when when... When Triple H punched Kurt Angle, and I was gonna quote it and say, "Well, my boss is you," but so, I was yeah. I was a little afraid of the repercussions. So I'm doing it here on the podcast when I know okay. you can't fire me because I have to edit the show. So I'm doing it now. after the show. <laughs> so uh, Stephanie says that we, it was ruined by the actions of Kurt Angle. He flipped out in the ring. By the way, now Kurt Angle has double pneumonia. Yeah. He went from the flu to double pneumonia. Double pneumonia. Double pneumonia. Not like the flu, like she originally believed. She said that Rousey took action, actions that may have been okay in the UFC, but not in the WWE. I have a problem with this line. Yeah. Are you now trying to to? Are you trying to represent your product as lesser than the UFC? Because yes. that's the way I took There's, that line. This is where I get so frustrated. And it's, there are not a lot of things that make me go like Cornette voice. Because I feel like a lot, I, like I like Jim Cornette, but there's Do you a have lot, a Cornette voice. No, okay. But there's like a lot of things where I think he's so stuck in the past that it's like I, he, it's head spinning. 
Stop screaming to the world on your television show that your product is fake. Stop it. That's what this is. Well, yeah, but it's also saying that it's You can get away with that in a real sport where you hit each other, but not here. Like, don't say that on your... We know, but don't say it while we're watching your programming. Right, it just... It was weird. Just don't do that. You should be... Honestly, you should pretend that you are the same thing as UFC. Honestly, you should pretend you're bigger than UFC. Right. You want to be able to get you with UFC, but we're a publicly traded company. If you do that, I, that's fine. That's but fine. But don't say... Don't say you, you can, can do that do, here. Like, Why what? not? You punch each other in the ring right. constantly. Right, right, right. Right, that's Roman, fine. Uh, Braun Strowman tries to murder people. Roman Reigns tried to murder Braun Strowman. What do you mean that you can't put somebody <laughs> right, on the table? It's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, Stephanie says she had to get physical with Ronda to remind her of the patriarchy here on Monday Night Raw. Ronda reports to her, which means WWE owns Ronda Rousey. Look, everyone needs to come out here and explain their roles as a good boss so that everybody can understand their place as we move to WrestleMania. Steph calls out Kurt Angle, but then Rousey music, Rousey's music hits. And she marched to the ring with, pardon the pun, authority. She marched to the ring like she was going to kill Triple H and Sam McMahon. I slacked you. That's our messaging service that we use at the yes. office. Not I slacked you. Can be. I was scared watching at home. I was scared. So I call this kind of like Rousey face. This is the face that made her famous. This was the, you did a close-up in a UFC fight. You saw her face and you went, oh my God, she is going to actually murder the person she's in the cage against. I have legitimate real-life fear for the human being that's trying to fight Ronda Rousey right now. That is, as I talked about on the show yesterday, the Ronda Rousey people are paying to see. Angle's right behind her, trying to calm her down. Triple H and Stephanie just evacuate the ring. Angle's in the ring now. Angle says, look, 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 Ronda, Ronda, Ronda. Coming to WWE, the best decision you ever made. Then she grabs the mic and she's like, I meant every word that I said last night. She wants this more than anything, but she's never been slapped before in her life and she refuses to be disrespected and she is nobody's property. And at this point, I'm like, she's going to kill everybody. Yes. She's going to kill everybody. Uh, Angle's like, look, I get why you're upset. This is a different world than you're used to. Again, that, that same hated line. Hated that, hated that, hated that, hated that, hated that. And that you need to work within the system. Oh, by the way. I, I was sitting there and I was like, I could just, I, I'm like, I'm what? Do you know why that's the person that said, oh, they're going to do the Austin thing? Because what was Vince McMahon's line to Austin? What was the line that led to the first Stone Cold Stunner on Vince McMahon? You got to work within the system. Steve, you got to work within the system. Right. It was the whole suit promo and he rips off the suit and it's like, uh, Angle's like, look, I. Also, it goes full heat Slater. I need this job. I need this job. And I, I got kids. Do, and I got to do what I had. I, you know, I got to do what I got to do. He's like, I lied at the Elimination Chamber last night. Which we need to talk more about how he just lied and is not being, there's no repercussions for that. So Triple H and Stephanie come back into the ring and like, look, Angle's like, I have that. I've had pneumonia for a few weeks. I don't even know what I said last night, but it wasn't true. How do you know if it wasn't true if you don't know what you said? Well, again, the whole point is, here's the thing. There was not an issue with that part, I just I wish he would have given a little bit more as to why he physical, lied. No physical cues, as to like whether it was like glancing back at Triple H and Stephanie a couple times, something to be like, I'm clearly been I've clearly been told I have to say this, but right. I can't make. You know what I mean? Like, because it just just straight saying it was felt a little weird. Oh, you mean Kurt Angle in 2018 doesn't know how to cut a good promo? Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. He cut a good promo on, uh, at the Elimination Chamber. It was an okay promo. That was fine. It that was, was good. good. He forgot which WrestleMania it was. But well, whatever. okay. So he, he, he said 21 of 31. Other than that, it was fine. 
Um, you know, Steph, thanks, Kurt Angle, for clearing the air. Stephanie, like, look, we're, we're not horrible people, despite what you may read on social media. Which despite, is, despite what people say about us, we're not that horrible. Stephanie goes on, and, and look, we want to put this all behind us and make Ronda Rousey the superstar that you deserve to be. And Stephanie thanks them again, and then they go to leave the ring. And, Ra- and, and Ronda grabs the mic and says, well, we've addressed everything but one thing, and that is you slapping me. And then it... That if we want to put all this behind us, you need to apologize to me for slapping you. You need to apologize to me for them. And if that's sorry, they're harking back. Like there were several like like lines that were used from other promos that they like. And if she doesn't apologize, Rhonda said she will not hesitate to rip Stephanie's arm out of her socket. And this was the third time I was scared for everybody's safety. The third time. Stephanie marches up to her, look, it looks like she's going to say something, and then she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. It was so good. Steph's acting in this was very, very good. By the way, again, she's very good on TV. They're just, again, the issues with Stephanie McMahon on TV has always become that nobody ever gets the best of her, which is going to change. I think it's going to change. I hope but, it's going to change. like, her, her acting ability has been yeah. excellent. Like, she people said, forget. She said, I, I just reacted to you putting Triple H through the table, but that's not an excuse. I'm sorry. We welcome you to WWE. Everything's good now. They go to leave the ring. Triple H throws the worked, the worst worked punch I've ever seen. He hits him yes. in the shoulder. Yes. He clearly hits him in the shoulder. And that's... They Which leave. is weird, because Triple H has, like, one of the best working punches. Right, I don't he know why... He used to teach classes on how you work on a punch. T- on Tough Enough, there's that video on yeah. YouTube that it's, is viral. I mean, it happens. Sometimes, again, a small, confined space. Yeah. Uh, they they leave. The show goes off the air. Okay, so a couple things. One, this, this was great for Ronda Rousey. It was great. I thought Ronda Rousey should have acted, like, at least... A little bit more pissed at the end. Yeah, or, been a like, more angry. Like, or like go down and like look at Angle like and like look back at them. Like I thought, there a little bit more reaction to what happened to Angle would have been nice. This is perfect. This is what Ronda Rousey needs to be. As I said on the show yesterday, there are very few legitimate badasses you can bring in that when they walk in the ring, people go, "I believe it." I don't care if it's WWE. I don't care if it's a work. I believe that it's Ronda Rousey. All the things she said, I have watched her do to other human beings against their will. It's as simple as that. Are you starting to come to my side on this? No, I still think they're going to screw this. I still think people are going to rebel against her after Mania. It was bad when they first brought her I in. I love this now. I it's told been you. fixed. They're starting yes. to cheer now. The place went Again, nuts for her I last want, night. I got to reiterate the point I made. I think people are going to turn against her, but this early on, she's going to get cheered. I've said that from the beginning. This early portion, as they build this, is going to be interesting and good, and it looks like it's going to be her and Angle, I'm assuming. Now. Uh, it's the, the, the direction General I believe they're step going. in at this point. So. Braun Strowman. I, still, I don't know what Braun's doing. By the way, what was, that, what was that tease that they did where Strowman chased Elias? Oh, yeah, with the, the limo? Parking, the limo. My, okay, do you want to know my justification for it was? What? It was Triple H, but he didn't want to get out of the limo. That's they, what I thought. But they never but, followed up to it with, yeah, like, seeing I was Triple like, H get out of the limo. Like, if Triple H would have got out of the limo with his face of, oh, good, he's gone, then it would have made sense. But they did that, and, like, they never followed up on who got out of the limo. And commentators strange. didn't say anything. It was very odd. Well, I thought, at first I thought it was Lesnar. And then I realized, like, oh, no, Lesnar's really not showing up tonight. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. So, I don't know. SmackDown Live tonight. Yeah, it exists. Uh, I'm very John interested. Cena, I'm, excited I'm for. interested to see what John Cena inserts himself in. That's it. Are you um, ready for Kevin Owens to help Sami Zayn beat Baron Corbin? Because I am. It's going to happen. I don't care. That's exactly what's going to happen. Naomi, Ruby, Riot, don't care. Uso's New Day, apparently, just going to have a match before their match. I, I guess. This company. Mixed Match Challenge. You excited for that? 
Round two, isn't it? Round two, the beginning of round two. Do you it's, know? Was it? It's uh, Asuka uh, and yeah, Miz. Yeah, Asuka and Miz against uh, uh, Finn Banks Club. Thing, yeah, whatever. Banks what do they call club. it? Bank Club. Banks Club. Banks Club. We'll call okay. it. Finn and, and oh, it's and Boss Bale. Club. Oh, Boss. It's Boss. Finn time. and Sasha. It's Boss, boss Club. Yeah, Boss Club. Um, uh, and then two five live. Uh, I am so Asuka is winning this, right? Because Asuka can't lose matches. Unless I mean, Miz could take the pin, I guess. Finn could pin the Miz for the second straight night. Uh, he could. No, but here's the thing. Finn pinned Miz last night. Oh, so he's got to get so it back. So get, Miz is going to pin Finn. Back. Yeah, got to get the win back. So there's that, and then you got 205 Live. Quarterfinals of the this Cruiserweight This is what I'm interested in because, tournament. actually, I am interested in the Mixed Match Challenge because everybody there will talk during the match. E, well, I mean, Oscar yeah. won't talk as much, but Miz will, oh, Miz will talk. We didn't even go over Alexa Bliss's promo on Oscar at the beginning of this show. Oh, yeah. Who, what writer thought that was a good idea? Fire that person. It was bad. You put Alexa in the worst spot possible there. Yes. It was bad. Sorry, you said Asuka's name and it got me thinking. That was an awful promo. Awful decision. Awful. Yes. And it's nothing against Alexa Bliss because the rest no, of it was good. Yes, because that part in particular was just very bad for obvious reasons. So two five live quarterfinals of the cruiserweight uh, championship tournament. We'll see. The 205 Live dream continues. Anything else? Oh, Lance Storm says, uh, quote, this on Twitter, so people don't lose sleep tonight. If Cena runs out of options, I'd be willing to come back and face him at WrestleMania. So we always have that. Lance Storm. Can I give you this quote from Stephanie McMahon on Lillian Garcia's podcast today? Okay. Quote, oh, by the way, I hear good things about the podcast. I have not had a chance to listen to Chasing Glory, yet. I think is what it's called. Quote, what Vince McMahon does better than anyone is listen to the audience. So on that note, guys, it's been a wonderful edition of FRS Slam Radio. If you'd like to follow the show, Jamie has pushed the microphone. He's done. I'm just going to mute his mic. It'll just be me here for the close of the show. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at FRS Slam. You can find us, FRSSlam.com. You can find the show on Anchor, FRS Slam Radio. They got a new fancy little player that you can you can get uh, via Twitter. You can get uh, via our site, a whole bunch of different places. Uh, Apple users iTunes, FRS Slam Radio, and for you Android users out there, Pocket Casts, we are there as well. And I think we're on Overcast, I think is what it's called as well. So that is going to do it for us here today, guys. I can't talk. Jamie's going to have to step in here and do the clothes for me. No, he's done. He's just typing away. So that's going to do it for us here today, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. SmackDown Live review, 205 Live review, Mixed Match Challenge review. We'll do it all. We'll talk to you then.